2: Hi, I'm Keegan. And
1: I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry, Angry Neighborhood, Neighborhood feminist. feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. Man, I feel like we had a really nice opening there a second ago, d- but uh,
2: unfortunately... We, we had like such good witty banter going, and then I realized that there was something very strange. Something possessed my computer for a moment and told me I was recording, and then all of a sudden it just wasn't. But luckily, it was like 14 seconds in. It wasn't like... 40 minutes in or anything.
1: (laughs) Madigan, can you believe how long we have been doing this? I know. Like we went into lockdown and we were like, okay, we're going to need to record remotely for like mm, a little while. You know what I mean? And we've been
2: doing this for nine months. Like how long? It's insane. And you know what? It's really funny because the last time I saw you was when... You gave me my microphone and I it's I think about you all the time. And when I saw you last, not because I see your uh, billboard every single day now driving Postmates, but also (laughs) driving Postmates. I drive like right past where I would turn right to get to your house, like how just the route I would always take and I will like every time I'm like hi hey, hi Keegan I'm like I should just like call her and just be like hey look out your window and just like wave at you from the street one day wave from the balcony yeah man cuz like that's we live so close but like I haven't actually seen you in person since March right I know it's, it's such a weird year like it's You so were 29 strange. when I saw you last
1: wow I mean actually I've fully embraced the idea that I get to be 29 until this thing is over because, mm-hmm. you know what, this year was wasted. Um, I didn't use it. I didn't get to have a 30th birthday party. And so, you know what, I'm 29 until further notice.
2: Okay? I think that's I think that's great because then next year is going to be your 30th birthday. And for the rest of your life, you're actually going to be, everyone's going to think you're like one year younger than you actually are. I think this is a great setup. If I even get a 30. 30-
1: First birthday. You know, if we're still in lockdown on my 31st birthday, then we're two years behind. Okay. You're, Neither then one you're of two counts. years.
2: Then you're two years behind and you're going to have your 30th birthday in 2022. And then you're going to be two years younger than you actually are. I think this is a really, really great system. That's how I feel. I'm yeah. completely on board with it. I know. I, you know, I think I mentioned this on the show before, but I kind of feel like, especially with the holidays, this year is just kind of a waste. Like my mom, is sending me this huge box of like gifts and care package stuff and things like that but like i have not bought a single present i have not i put my tree up finally but other than that it's just it's so weird because like nobody even wants presents like it doesn't feel it doesn't none of it feels real you know i've bought a lot of presents
1: i've bought people presents we're doing um a white elephant gift exchange at work and a secret Santa with my friends. and like, How
2: are you doing white elephant? Dude,
1: they've made this entire elaborate thing. I'm like, this seems more difficult. Like, I feel like you should just do secret Santa. Like, it's so Cause, much easier.
2: Well, because white elephant, you're like trading until you like get the thing that you want or whatever, right? Yes, or, like, they've created
1: an entire thing like virtual gift package thing so like whatever you get the image of that will go into this folder that looks like a present and all of them are different and so you get to pick the one you want and then once you have that then it can be stolen and it's all
2: just like kept track of okay but you can't this is my question can you open the present is it the same as like if you open the present you have to keep it you can't like or no that's no, not the rule
1: it gets it can be stolen like up to three right. times by other that's people. that's right okay yeah. yeah
2: yeah that sounds really really complicated it is yeah none of my friends want presents like my all my my two best girlfriends don't want presents um, max's family doesn't want presents nobody wants presents my mom every year just asked me to make her a piece of art that's it so that's all i'm really doing well, that's nice because
1: I love giving gifts, but there is a certain amount of stress attached. And I am um, i still have two gifts I have not gotten and I'm like sweating because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make it.
2: Yeah, I like have, I have everything that I want to get. It's just about getting the money to pay for them now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm unemployed. Yep, <laughs> this is I a hear good time to have the holidays. Oh my gosh. Well, well should, should we, we jump into
1: the news? Well, I, think,
2: I think that we should. Okay, wow, you sound really bummed about it. I'm really bummed, Keegan, because I really don't want to have to have the same conversation that we've had, I don't know how many times since May, but I felt it necessary that we discuss the the murder of Casey Goodson Jr. Oi. Um, just want to cover it a little bit. You know, I was talking to Max about this because I'm like, I feel like there's nothing more that keegan and i can really say to like uh, say how we feel or how you know what i mean like there's just so many of them at this point we've talked about it so many times that it's hard to have new input on it when it's still just so sad and upsetting um especially after we talked about obama's defund the police little comment that he did last week having Casey pass away last Friday so the day after or the day that last week's episode came out uh, was kind of a, a jarring thing for me to kind of go through uh, the same kind of research process that I went through when George Floyd passed away and Ahmaud Arbery and so on and so forth so kind of feels like we're back at that sad stuff again.
1: I mean it, it does and for me honestly as tragic as this situation obviously is there is something so much deeper in my sadness about the fact that this hasn't gotten the kind of attention that it should have. I know because I remember (laughs) it just really, it makes me feel very cynical in a way that I don't like. I like being a a more positive and hopeful person, but I knew whenever everything was happening that I should be more reserved in my hope because I knew that as soon as everything was over and it wasn't trending anymore and it wasn't popular anymore, that we were going to be in this situation where people don't pay attention the way that they should. Well, Um, and I hoped that that wouldn't be the case. I really, really did. But yeah, this is,
2: A different case than a lot of the other ones that we've talked about based on the fact that there's no evidence besides police eyewitness. He was alone. Um, There's no cell phone footage. There's no body cam footage. There's nothing. So it's the officers that were there and the deceased man. That's it. Uh,
1: Officers. They've proven themselves to be trustworthy time and time again.
2: Exactly. So Casey Goodson Jr. was only 23 years old. He's from Columbus, Ohio. Um, like I said, there were no body cameras, no cell phone footage, no eyewitnesses other than the officers that were there. Uh, lawyers for the killer says that Casey pointed a gun at the officer, Jason Mead, and that was why he responded. But from what I've read, that is that Casey was returning from a dentist appointment He had gotten some Subway sandwiches for his grandmother and for his brother. He was walking into the house. He was shot in the back. So that was what the family is saying. Uh, That is what I believe happened. Was Um, the family present? It sounds like because he was, I'm going to just assume this. So I don't know. Because he was bringing sandwiches for his grandmother and brother, I would assume that the grandmother and brother were home. I just don't think they actually saw this take place because it was like he was walking into the home And they shot him. So the authorities are saying that Officer Meade was conducting a search as part of a U.S. Marshal's Service Fugitive Task Force where he, quote, saw Casey waving a gun out of his car. So they're saying that, like, there was this, like, search for a fugitive, like the U.S. Marshals were on it and they were supposed to look for somebody with a gun, apparently. So this Officer Meade guy claims that he saw Casey, like, holding a gun out of his car and, like, waving it around which, like, none of this... All of it sounds so absurd to me. Um, also, agree. because if you were, like, a fugitive on the run and you knew that people were probably looking for you, do you really think you would be that fucking stupid to, like, hold your gun out of the car? And That's be like, what Wah! I was
1: thinking. Like, why would you be waving a gun around? That doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I mean, right. and this is all, like... Why don't we have mandatory body cams that cannot Everywhere. be disabled... What? I don't understand. Like, really, tell me. If yeah. all cops are good cops, right? Or, like, it's just a few bad apples or whatever. You know what right. I mean? And the majority of cops are are good cops. Then what's the objection? Yeah. What's the objection to having body cameras that cannot be disabled? Having yeah. dashboard cameras that cannot be disabled? Because all it would serve is to protect you in a situation like this. If it would back up your story, then it protects you.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's to me, it's painfully obvious how the authorities are already kind of trying to paint this homicide. There was a preliminary autopsy done that ruled the death as a homicide, but Casey's family will be doing an independent autopsy as well. Uh, The injuries were multiple shots to the torso area. Um, There's no real specific information on that yet because they are still doing a more um, intense autopsy and investigation.
1: they they haven't declared whether or not the bullets entered through the back or not?
2: Not that I read. So, okay. like I said, the family, Casey's family is saying that he was shot in the back. I'm wondering if that could be by how he was lying after it happened, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because it, it sounds to me like there was family there after it happened, like they were aware of what was going on because... The authorities say that they retrieved a gun from the scene also, but the family is saying that they never saw any gun in Casey's hands or anywhere near his body when he was killed. So they don't know what gun the authorities are referring to when they say that they have a gun from mm-hmm. the scene. Interesting. So okay. there's, there's a lot of stuff in here that is not clear. <laughs> we don't really have a full picture yet. But part of me is kind of glad that there isn't more information out there because I feel like typically with this kind of investigation the more information that's out there the more it can be scrutinized or if you say one thing like I just remember like the Brianna Taylor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. every like one thing was said and then another and it just became like it wasn't even about her anymore it was about all this he said she said other stuff so mm-hmm. I almost appreciate that it seems like they want to get their facts straight and know everything that's going on um, the yeah family- I mean and
1: I can totally see people saying, you know, well, we don't really know what's going on, so why would you automatically jump to this conclusion? And unfortunately, police at this point, the relationship has broken down so much between law enforcement or police specifically and civilians because of what we saw this summer Yeah, um, that the trust doesn't exist anymore. The benefit of the doubt is no longer granted.
2: Yeah, and it just sounds like such complete and utter bullshit to me the story that they chose to go with doesn't really make any sense to me what it sounds like to me is that there was a cop who was power hungry because he was on some special task force whatever to look for some guy saw a young black man driving in his car and you know in his head probably concocted this idea that that was the person that he's looking for you know what I mean I don't I don't know it doesn't make any sense to me but it's I'm I don't know. I don't I'm interested. Know. I'm
1: very interested in seeing um, what the investigation Yeah, means. I... Although, again, we don't even really trust those anymore at this well, I point. Know.
2: Well, well, I'm glad that the family wants to do an independent autopsy. I think that if the family has funds, hopefully there... I didn't look to see if there's a GoFundMe page. I really hope that there is. I hope that they can afford to even, you know, if they can get a private investigator or anybody that would be willing to look deeper into this, because when there is no hard evidence, and it's very circumstantial, Mm -hmm. I I feel like it would be really, really, it it would make it that much harder to even find closure, especially when, if I was his family, I would be very upset that what appear to be lies are being spread. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? There's just this lack of closure and healing, I feel, when they can't get a full picture of it. And if you're just going to leave it to the authorities, because clearly they don't care. So I hope that with their independent autopsy, they can at least paint a better picture of what you said, you know, was he shot in the back? What was all his injuries mm-hmm. like and things like that? Was there any, you know, defensive wounds or anything like that? So ongoing story, but I wanted to bring it up because although we don't have a lot of new information to add to our anger and our frustration, I still think it's important to especially because I haven't been seeing nearly the social media mm-hmm. uh, attention on Casey Goodson Jr. as I have on a lot of others. So I think it's important and we are responsible to tell those stories. So, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, well, OK, let's dive into COVID corner, shall we? Are we going to S- talk the vaccine, Keegan? Yes, we are. So um, the FDA advisory panel has now given the green light to the Pfizer vaccine as of Thursday, which is the day that we're recording this. So Pfizer's COVID-19 vaccine has passed um, that milestone. It is now being formally recommended to the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. Um, They are planning on authorizing this vaccine, which is big, big news. They're likely, Yeah, they're likely to do so here in the United States within days um and that will give healthcare workers and nursing home residents first priority of getting shots as early as next week which is yeah a i mean big and, deal.
2: and it looks like this vaccine has had really really wonderful results there was a trial of 44,000 people and they found that the vaccine was effective about 95% of the time which is pretty crazy but they are saying And I feel like they're saying this directly to me uh, that to remember after you get your first shot to come back 21 days later to get your second or else it's not going to be as effective. says the girl that got like two out of three HPV shots and they hurt like a motherfucker and now I would have to start over if I got I them know. again. Oh my I god. Know.
1: Um, but here's some good news. So this coronavirus vaccine um, it does offer strong protection after the first dose. So yes it, you do need two doses ideally but it does offer very strong protection after the first dose.
2: It's something like 52 to 54% protection after the first dose but yeah they say that it's a pretty good idea now to stay home after you've got in your vaccine as well because there have been quite a few side effects that have been listed. Nothing super serious, but like headaches, arm soreness, fatigue, fevers, and chills, and things like that. I guess that sounds are, like a pretty standard flu vaccine. Yeah, it sounds like it could be more common that you're going to have side effects, though, especially right now. I think from what I read, it sounds like you're more likely to get side effects from. The coronavirus vaccine than you would if you have the flu. Well, that would make sense. I mean,
1: we've been inoculated against certain strains of the flu for years and years and years. Right. You know, so that does make sense. But I did want to point out that um, they are now saying there's a new analysis that is saying that it shows protection starting to kick in earlier than three weeks. Yeah. So you may not have to wait the full three three weeks to get the second shot. Um, things are kind of still evolving as far as that goes. Yeah. But the vaccine um, authority for the vaccine has already been given to people in Bahrain and Britain. And so they've already started receiving uh, vaccinations. And Canada
2: also approved it this last week. Did so you see the very, very sweet video of the man in in England, who just got the... Whose name is William Shakespeare? Yes. Was that his name? I didn't even realize that was his name. Oh my gosh. I didn't watch the whole thing because it was an ungodly long video clip, but I watched most of it and he was just like this sweet old man smiling and the way he told this story was fucking bonkers to me because he said that he like called the hospital in the morning and was like hey, I hear you've got the coronavirus vaccine and they were like, want to come in for an appointment? And he was like, sure. I sure would. Yeah, he like came in Checked in. He's like, I had a horrible lunch. I came back. I got the shot. And now I'm here talking to you. And they were like, Well, have you told your family? He's like, No, I just got done. I'm here talking to you. That's so funny. Just the sweetest old man. But it made me really happy to see to see that and also hearing the pride of you know i can't wait to tell my grandkids that you know i was the first one i was the first you know he was just i think so it was technically pride.
1: a woman who was the first one i so think he thought he, he was the quite
2: the first but he was close enough close you know, enough he was just being a man he was like you know what that didn't count i'm the first one well, i'm just kidding i'm sure he's a very i'm sure he's a very sweet man
1: I think the media kind of hopped on it as well because I do believe his name is William Shakespeare and it just made for a clippier headline. Um, But I do want to um, also highlight that The authorization has been given for people 16 and over. So some members did express some concern that there wasn't enough data from 16 and 17 year olds to know whether the vaccine would actually help them. But the committee did decide that the benefits for the group outweighed any risks that might
2: be involved. And I can imagine that being very difficult having to test children when you don't really know what the reaction is going to be the other thing that they had a hard time with was testing pregnant women there were a few women that got pregnant while the trial was going on and i think there was a couple others so i guess they're saying that if you're pregnant there are still some questions as well and they're also saying that if you have severe allergies like and i read into this more because i'm allergic to like ibuprofen which is a medical thing but I guess it sounds like if you've got like severe allergies to the point where you have to like carry an EpiPen with you, that it could be more dangerous for you as well. They're just not right. quite sure well- yet.
1: From what I read, and this is from a New York Times article, so from what I read, it's not necessarily dangerous for 16 and 17-year-olds or that age group um, to get the vaccine. It just might not be super effective. So that's kind of something to to look out for. And as far as the um, serious allergic reactions go, they are more concerned about people who have a history of allergic reactions. Two vaccines in particular. So if you have gotten vaccines in the past and had severe like anaphylactic um, allergic reactions to those, um, that's something to be concerned about. Oh, because I. Well, yes, to, to what you're saying. However, if you do have severe anaphylactic allergic reactions to medicines or foods, they also just want to be cautious with that because yeah. they're having a very difficult time testing that group, obviously. Oh, uh, totally. Because since they are concerned about the reactions, they don't want to test a bunch of people. So they just don't really know. That's my understanding anyway, is that they just don't really know how you yeah. we'll
2: respond. I mean, that seems like it's a pretty standard Problem to have, right? Yeah, I would think so. They're just being really cautious. So, just if which is good, been,
1: I would just be just go in cautiously. But totally. I did want to say that on I think it was Tuesday, I woke up, I get these alerts to my phone, right? These New York Times alerts yeah. to my email address. And I saw the headline and I was so annoyed. I was angry, actually. And the headline was talking about how. Trump and his administration had declined to order additional rounds of Pfizer's vaccine when offered the opportunity months ago. So uh, Pfizer came to the U.S. and they were like, yo, you're the U.S. Yeah. We would like to offer you X amount of vaccines. And they they said no. And the Trump administration said, you know what, we're only going to take A hundred million doses. Why? A hundred million doses of the vaccine is enough to cover 50 million people. Because like I said, every person needs two shots.
2: Yeah. Fewer than one in six Americans. Do you think that that was, if I'm trying to think in Trump's brain, in Trump's way of thinking, do you think that he was wanting to cut cost on that so that he could put the money toward the economy or something else? Like what would be the reasoning behind that? I think it's a couple of things. So I think they
1: wanted to back more than one horse. So they didn't just want to put all their bets on Pfizer. They wanted to also put bets on like Moderna and other vaccines that were being created. So I think that that is probably part of it to give Mm -hmm. them the most generous, you know, benefit of the doubt there. I do. And the only reason why I'm not like completely sold on this idea is because it did happen months ago. But I do think that Trump wants Biden to inherit problems. <laughs> he doesn't want him to go into sense. his administration um, on a high note. He wants right. to make it as difficult as possible so that when people are not being vaccinated in a timely fashion, he can point to it and say, look, yeah, how but, shitty he is at being president.
2: But that's so stupid because like literally everybody is going to know. Like, I mean, y- we do, but we don't like the
1: American people have such a short attention span yeah I guess so that happens all the time when someone will come forward and say like the economy was great under so and so and it's like okay but it was great under so and so because the president before them exactly lined it up for them you know that's not their accomplishment necessarily right Um, but I don't know it made me really mad because I'm so fucking ready for this to be over I know that I I can't believe they would
2: do something that would delay it I know in any way I know Uh, it's insane it's absolutely insane Um, I do have a good news thing I don't have like a ton of notes on it or anything but it was something that I just discovered either yesterday or this morning and I can't remember but one of the stars of the show Pose which both Keegan and I love so much named India Moore has started they started this thing called Trans Santa on Instagram and it's essentially this like charity where different trans kids trans youth can write in and say what they want for Christmas and you can kind of like take on somebody's Christmas list and buy those gifts for them and send them so it's for different like trans youth that doesn't have you know maybe the the finances or the support system and things like that to have a really merry Christmas and there's been some really sweet ones there was like a 12 year old Twelve-year-old trans boy named Sky that was just so sweet and left a little video. So I highly recommend following Trans Santa on Instagram. It is so heartwarming. It'll make you like cry tears of joy when you read these really sweet Santa letters from these kids, and it's it's lovely. It's I what really we all enjoy need. it. It is, it is. It is. It's so sweet. It made me so so happy. So if that is something that you have a lot of strong feelings for, like I do, or if you just need an extra something to kind of make you smile during your day, I highly recommend checking out Transanta. Well, I feel like we should have ended on that note, but I do have one more thing oh, go for it, really
1: quickly. Go for it. There was a male student, a boy uh, named Trevor Wilkinson, in a city near Abilene, Texas, so kind of like a small town, I think, near Abilene, Texas. He went to Clyde, or goes to Clyde High School, And he was suspended for three days after refusing to remove his nail polish for violating the school's dress code. So the Clyde CISD dress code only lets girls wear makeup and nail polish. Yeah. And he kind of spoke to a bunch of media outlets after this. And he said, quote, it is a complete double standard because girls are allowed to have any form of nails they want. And honestly, they can express themselves in any way they want. Now. I think that's that's a teenage ta- boy talking, right? Yeah, that's a bit of an um,
2: over-exaggeration, but yes, I understand your
1: sentiment. But, Go on. <laughs> yes. So he has set up a petition asking the school to change the policy and has gotten thousands of signatures. Yeah. The superintendent refused to elaborate to the press Um, About this, he wouldn't speak or answer questions about the school's dress code requirements for men and women. He said, all he said was questions or concerns with the dress code are reviewed individually and the district cannot share any information regarding a specific student. Yeah, whatever. Um, But it's, it's absolute bullshit. I mean, my brother is... Nineteen. He's almost twenty. He paints his fingernails. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like this is such a standard form of self-expression. It has absolutely no bearing um, on their ability to learn. Right. And in my opinion, it is just straight sexist to have it written into yeah. the dress code well, that only I- girls can have nail polisher, makeup. That's crazy.
2: I would have to say that all dress codes, whether for men or for women, are incredibly sexist and awful. Um, I remember even at the school that we went to, I don't know if there was a dress code when you went there, Keegan, but there was a dress code by the time I graduated. And there was a couple of times that I would go into like the head of the acting department and I'd be like in a crop top. And she'd known me for like five or six years at this point. So even when she would like tell me, not to do something or wear something. I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. But I remember getting in trouble all the time for showing my belly. And I'm like, I'm in college. That's crazy because I used to know girls at that school who wore
1: crop tops all the time. But I I remember,
2: I'm going to bleep out this name, but do you remember no but anyway she is a female teacher and we were in like an improv class and there was one russian student that was in my class that like her style she would wear a lot of like this is back in 2012 13 and wearing just like bra tops and like blazers and jeans was like really big and so she would wear that kind of stuff to class and i remember a female teacher like totally pointing it out in the middle of an improv class and completely humiliating this girl but she's still just kind of like standing her ground and being like no like what I'm wearing isn't a big deal so I just have a certain feeling about dress codes in general when it comes to like that's like stopping class or stopping someone's education to complain about their nail polish or their shirt or anything like that like that's disrupting their education. I, I
1: absolutely agree. I do think that there's a whole other level of ickiness when when certain clothes Or styling choices Makeup is ascribed to a gender Because yeah. to me If you were to say across the board I wouldn't agree with it right? Because I think it's stupid But if you were to say across the board Nobody wears nail polish in this school Nobody wears My makeup school. in this school <laughs> right? Whatever I would be like Okay, that's stupid And I think disruptive and unnecessary But to specifically say Boys are not allowed to wear X yeah. Or girls are not allowed to wear X Is so wild to me that it's that would so even in the year 2020 be written into code like that's crazy
2: yeah I mean I with that if I was having a conversation I would just go even deeper and be like okay define define man and woman define boy and girl you know what I mean there's just this uh, this huge frustration that I have as far as gendering items gendering colors gendering anything that really just doesn't make any sense to me particularly now when you know the Harry Styles vote cover was like this huge thing i guess at this point i am glad that this story is coming out now for him to get the support that he's getting because i think that that conversation is coming back into the zeitgeist a little bit
1: yes so i will link the petition to um this in the show notes. So yeah. if anybody is interested in going and signing that petition, it will be in the show notes for this episode. Please feel free to do so. I absolutely think that it is every person's right to be able to express themselves however they see fit and still receive in education, of This course. is ridiculous.
2: Of course. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, thank you for listening again, everybody. If there's anything that you want us to talk about in particular, please go ahead and reach out to us. You can email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com or direct message us on Instagram at angryneighborhoodfeminist. Go ahead and find us on Facebook. We have a business and group page. You can go ahead and rate and review us on the business page and chat with the other listeners on the group page. We have a Twitter that we sometimes use at YAMPPi podcast y a n f podcast you can also rate and review us on apple Podcasts. it means the absolute world to the both of us and you will be featured on our instagram for reviews day tuesday last but not least if you don't already go hop on over to that radio public app and listen to us there it is a free way for you to listen and it helps us just a teeny tiny bit all right that's all we got for you today with all that being said we encourage you John. Bye.
0: Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Ever since I was born, I could hear the spirits of the other world, where old stories take on a new life.
1: If you break even one of these conditions, the consequence
0: is death and the world is teeming with possibilities.
2: It's midnight, girls! They're here! Get ready to change! Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, friends!
0: Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with as you've never heard them before. You are no more than a demon! Okay, Gown, oh, let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales.